0: water, earth, fire, air. Welcome to Bending the Elements.
1: A production by the Novice Elitist Podcast.
0: With your hosts, Caleb
1: and Isaac. podcast about all things Avatar. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Those in between and who are affiliated to "Bending the Elements" and Avatar podcast with your hosts Caleb and Isaac. Caleb, how are you doing at this moment? Oh, I'm. I'm excited. This
0: this is a big one. This, this is one I've been waiting for for a long time. Anytime I think of Book Three, I think of this episode.
1: I. I have to, I have to like control myself. I have to, I have to quell my, 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 like passion for this episode because I got to, I, I got to keep my cards close to my chest because uh, I have, I have. There's, there's a big looming uh, thing about this episode I have with it. Oh, interesting.
0: Well, yep. speaking of keeping cards close to our chest, I'm thinking of the uh, title card at the end when we saw that it was John O'Brien who wrote this one and Giancarlo Volpe who was the director.
1: And the animation credits this time are by Moy Animation.
0: Yeah, and Moy has taken a, a turn back to the uh, the older school way of Moy when we first saw them. This isn't one of their. Well, maybe we'll get into that later.
1: <laughs> I mistaken this originally when I watched this in like 2015 for because I guess they're no longer with in services with Avatar. I thought the it was Dr. Movie who was uh, the animation services provider for this episode.
0: I thought the same thing until you just told me moments ago that it was Moy. Yeah, I was like, Oh wow, DR finally came back. <laughs> Maybe that's telling. Nope. <laughs> oh, but uh yeah, I guess I'll I'll read the summary for this one. We begin this episode with Ang getting his first firebending lesson. But before he can get into his usual routine of slacking off, a new failure to launch halts the Avatar's progress. As the new firebending teacher, Zuko, has seemingly lost connection to his firebending chi. Looking for answers, he and Aang visit the pyramid ruins left behind by the original firebenders, the Sun Warriors, hoping to find some answers among the relics. But to Zuko's surprise, the tribe still lives, albeit hidden, and they tell Team A, in order to find what they seek, they have to face the firebending masters, Ran and Sha. And to double Zuko's surprise, it turns out that not only has the demise of the Sun Warriors been exaggerated, so it seems can be said about the extinction of the Race of Dragons as Ryan and Shaw appear in a beautiful wave of dancing forms similar to some moves they discovered marked on statues within the pyramid. They mirror the moves and share a dance with dragons, and Aang and Zuko prove worthy of facing the Masters. And in the aftermath, Zuko redefines how he channels his firebending chi, and Aang finds a new connection to his own path to firebending. Back at the Western Air Temple, they perform their dance of dragons to their group of companions, and that's how we end the Firebending Masters.
1: Thank you, sir, for that. Uh, Audience members, please, listeners, if you wish to follow along with us for some random reason, because we're going to keep stopping every now and then, see how many times you're going to like, so you play the episode and see how long, like how many times you can like play the episode before we actually finish the podcast. How about that? There you go. Um, Get your legally or illegally purchased digital or physical copies uh, of this episode uh, in front of your eyes, unless you want to listen to it instead, and get ready to press, press play right now. So, do you remember?
0: I think you said that you watched um, some of this show on its initial airing. Yep. Do you recall if this was one of the ones that you saw?
1: Again, I, <laughs> I don't know if I can believe myself anymore. I don't know what what is real <laughs> and what is not. I think my memory is, you know, finally starting to fade as I get closer to that three zero. Um, but no. It, <sighs> I, I cannot remember for the life of me uh, if I did see the book two finale uh, or not, or if I saw any episodes uh, of this in its original run in 2008. So I, mm. I don't think I did. I, I honestly don't think I did. Um, oh, okay. If, if YTV had, whistler son, even if YTV had removed it or they didn't, it, they put it on like a different uh, time slot, I have no idea. And I'll be
0: curious to hear what you think about this one uh, now as we uh, yeah move through this plot. But first, we have to uh, start off back in the Western Air Temple. I'm very glad to see that we've continued spending some time here. I was I think I said in the last episode that I was hoping that we would get more time here. So I was very pleased.
1: I mean, you were also like subtly spoiling us of just like how that wasn't in the spoiler section is beyond me.
0: I actually couldn't remember. It, that was just me being like, do we stay here? I don't know. So, <laughs>
1: Men vocalizing rhythmically. I, I love that. <laughs> that was in the subtitle.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I, I see that right now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what episode is this again? This is episode 14, I believe, correct? It was just on the screen. I shouldn't...
0: Yeah, this is Book 3, Chapter 13.
1: 13! Okay, I'm trying to remember when... No, that was closer to the end. I was trying to remember when the deserter was back in Book 1, but I believe it was either 16 or 17.
0: Yeah, but as we, we start this off, and yeah, you mentioned that Moy Moi, I do think that the character designs are just a little bit off-putting. Not, not It doesn't by any means ruin the episode, but in this first little section with uh, Zuko trying to train Aang, yeah it takes some adjustment for me to be like oh they certainly do not look how they looked last time
1: and this is where you know they, they I'll, I'll probably get into it a little more as we, we get in uh, you know, keep going along in the episode but uh hey ang when are you gonna learn firebending and ang's like right now as he you know shoots a blast of fire no he didn't <laughs> <laughs> it's a little puff of smoke he did it he did it he fi- he's finally doing it Caleb. We've, we kept egging him into like you know uh firebending he's finally doing it
0: yep and uh as he yeah he has a little bit of a you know a false start tries to do an initial blast just to show where he's at and yeah all we get is a little puff of smoke
1: uh well that's not to be surprising i mean at least he had a puff of smoke come out if anybody if i, I wonder if like a younger or a, a new firebender if they could produce that much smoke as well
0: yeah, and speaking of uh an older firebender someone who's been doing it for most of their life yeah, he's like, oh, Zuko, maybe you can give me a demonstration. Maybe I just have the wrong form or something. Of course. But as Zuko jumps to do a few moves, suddenly he's doing not much better. It's 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 a little bit fiery, but, you know, not much more than a puff. Eesh. And we start to see the old Zuko come out again. Even as a teacher, this guy's got a, a short fuse with the snapping.
1: A huff and a puff, and he blows himself up. Um, not in this case, actually. I mean, dude. I'd say, yeah, he's frustrated, but this is something that seems a little bit like t- he's taken it back. of this. He's like, how come this isn't working? So I'll, I'll give him I'll give his like, you know, short fuse a pass of just like, no, you know what? That I think it's justified because he's even just like, uh, this isn't normal.
0: Yeah, and he tries to pass it off. And he's like, oh, you know, it could just be the altitude. You know, maybe there's nothing serious. And he kind of agrees, but you can see on his face like he's like, oh, no, something bad's going on.
1: Yeah, he's like, oh golly! I know them two noviceless goofs are watching me right now, and they want they want to see Ang you know learn firebending and whatnot. I, I I gotta I can't let them down.
0: Yeah, and you'll have to remind me because it's been a while. But when was the last time we saw Zuko uh, losing his mojo? What episode was that? Uh,
1: if you mean like when he lost his firebending, or when he just like lost you know went through like a complete change in his character
0: yeah when he was having some issues with the fire bending
1: well there well I don't know if it was fire bending necessarily that there was uh all the way back in uh, I got this wrong by the way last time um it when it wasn't um the chase it was uh bitter work that's what it was bitter work uh when he was trying to learn lightning bending
0: oh maybe that's what I'm thinking of that could be it.
1: Unless you're also thinking of uh, when was it uh, when after he freed Appa from the imprisonment in Lake Laogai, uh he started to have that change of character and he had those dreams. He slowly went through a metamorphosis.
0: No, yeah, not that. OK, but yeah, either way, we, we see that some times pass and he's he's still working at it. And Aang is just kind of sitting there bored like, well, it seems like you're maybe improving. And yeah, he again, he kind of snaps him a little bit and. Yeah, it's a little bit of an awkward dynamic still with these guys.
1: And he also he insists that Aang does not call him Sifu Hotman.
0: Which I loved. I love that. <laughs> I had a big a big smile on my face when Aang said that.
1: Hotman, Hotman, Hotman. Um, and before I actually had this thought uh, as you were talking, I was like, has Zuko firebent this entire suit?" Yes, he has. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, last episode when he faced it off against Sparky Sparky Boo Man.
0: Yeah, and against his dad as well, um, sort of like sort of
1: fire bending, but just redirected lightning.
0: Well, yeah, I guess that's fair, but um, yeah. So as they're working on it, Sokka comes over, and with his usual helpful self, you know, he's eating an apple, and he's just kind of mocking the two of them. He calls them two jerks, and they're jerk bending. And he maybe at other, any other time, this might have been a bonding moment between him and Zuko, but at this this moment here, this is a another chance for Zuko to snap get that temper bending rising. Yeah.
1: I, it kind of, kind of, I don't know if Sokka is out of character at all. Maybe he is in character, but it really felt weird. Like that was a very, like a, on the verge of like a big lipped alligator moment. I'm like, (laughs) why did he just come in here and insult Zuko and, Aang at the same time? I mean, I guess he's done that before, but even so I'm like, uh, was that necessary? Like, why, why, did it, why did it also feel like this was rotoscoped? It did look a bit weird.
0: So much of this stuff here looks a bit weird. Um, But for that, I give it more of a pass just because we see this whole episode that him and Katara are both just any chances they get, they're sniping at Zuko. So, yeah, I, I took that as just the, the treatment that this poor guy is getting at this point. He-
1: yeah, I mean, I guess so. Again, after all the stuff he was, you know, doing to them the past two seasons, of course, or two books, excuse me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I won't say it's warranted. Well, I, I could see it being warranted, but yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll stay out of it. I've, we unfortunately, you and I have been subjected to seeing the other side of Zuko, and they have not. So, yeah, it's true. Kind of an ugly position, a kind of complicated position we're we're, we're left in.
0: Yeah, but speaking of just a, a weird bit of a uh, dialogue to follow that up. Zuko, you know, he's sitting to himself. They're all kind of having their, their dinner. And he's off pouting. He decides finally, he's like, okay, this is too serious. I need to announce to the group. And he comes up and he's like, well, just so you know, everyone, I've lost my stuff. And at, at first, you can see the confusion. Toph's like, hey, don't look at me. I didn't touch your stuff. And he's like, no, no, no. I've lost my Mojo. So he doesn't actually say that, but <laughs> I wish he did. Yeah, what, did Mojo Jojo take it from you? A dastardly ape. I was more thinking of... uh the second Austin Powers movie, which was the title
1: of—oh yeah, I guess so.
0: I maybe can't stand this.
1: The spy who stole my stuff.
0: <laughs> there you go. But yeah, you know, again, Katara and and Sokka, but particularly Katara seems to be enjoying this revelation. This is, yeah, even though it's it's this is a big deal. And they need need him to help hang out. They're still just reveling in like, ha, oh, look at this failure. We hate him. So that's a bit too bad.
1: At least, I I don't know if Aang's being neutral in that he doesn't stand up for Zuko, nor does he uh, laugh at Katara's jokes and her insults. Uh, Maybe that's best for him to stay that way. Yeah, he's just choosing to stay out of this conflict. He's like, okay,
0: I'll I'll let them figure that out between them.
1: And I'll give Zuko this. He is, like, pretty much taking all their their jabs uh, at him. Yep, yep. Gotta give him, like, at least some, you know, points for, you know, uh, growing conscious or growing a spine.
0: Yeah, and he's finally learned to keep that temper in, especially when Sokka's poking him all over. I mean, he he yells at him a little bit, but he could have. Yeah, he might have. He could have reacted violently.
1: Yeah, no, put Saka through a wall. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, this is different. Like, yeah, sure, he yells at him, but it's. Well, well, <laughs> would you feel perturbed or uh, you know quite annoyed if somebody was poking you with a stick? Oh yes, definitely. Okay, so. <laughs>
0: But um, yeah, as a contrast to those two, just, you know, not being helpful and just being mean to, to, Zuko, to Zuko, I almost combined the names there, Zuko.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of people who are worshipping you at this point for just at <laughs> least acknowledging their existence, their, their, their romantic couple's existence.
0: But um, at, least, at least someone's helpful over there, Toph, you know, she was the first one to be pro-Zuko join the team. She's the first one to offer uh, a valuable solution. What
1: is solution is that, sir? She
0: says, maybe what you need to do is go to the source of firebending. And this this leads to one of my favorite bits of the episode early on.
1: You mean Sokka mentioning that he's just jumping a volcano? Uh, no, not, not that bit. Not that bit. I do like that little bit. Which... Technically speaking, we saw him do that in the um, oh, was it the, the, the uh, Chibi style uh, bending shorts? Oh, oh yes, you're right. Uh, I don't know if you remember that at all, but like I remember those. Kind of happened. <laughs> um, I original source say, well, if it comes, if if okay, so let's just think about this quickly. If if water comes from the moon, I suppose the fire uh, yeah, waterbenders come from the moon. I guess water be- or firebenders come from the sun. And I know what this episode's gonna be it's gonna be a retelling of the tale of Icarus oh crap
0: hey no spoilers let's uh, let's find out here uh, okay but I do like that um yeah I guess with the 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 fire and the water those both come from celestial bodies and then earth and air come from terrestrial beasts these these giant uh, yeah, beasties the air bisons and then the what do you, what do you call these ones again? I remember you had a name for them rotunds the Rotuns. there you the go
1: return of the blind rotunds
0: yeah this this scene is toss telling her tale of how she was trained by the badger moles oh boy it's cute seeing little kid toff and it's cute seeing this giant yeah rotund hanging out with her i think that's just a, such a fun little bit there
1: yeah it's almost like a fairy tale or at least you know a little like nursery rhyme or something like that where the tale of the girl who uh, the blind girl who fell into like a well or something like that or into a cave how did she get out it actually would be a cool story now that i think about it (laughs) Where you see the the it's almost like a dr seuss tale uh the the lonely rotunds came they helped her uh as they also realized that she could not see like they could they could not and so thus like they they used their patterns their foot patterns and she followed suit and began to feel as just as they feel the earth beneath her
0: I even wonder, were they like? Could they sense like, oh, she's in a way our kin. Let's help her, teach her our ways.
1: It's a good question. Also, it's pretty lucky that uh, Toph uh, was born an earthbender, because yeah. if she wasn't, that would have sucked.
0: Would have been chomp time for the badger mole. Oh, quick meal. No, I'm um, sure, sure no. they don't eat that.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, well, we're, aren't we pretty gammy or gammy? I don't. I don't know what the term is. Yeah, gammy. Yeah, thank you. I've got a gammy leg. And <laughs> a, a big gimp.
0: Um, also, maybe a bit salty. I hear. Oh no! Let's—you've uh, been watching too much Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
1: hey, 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 don't.
0: <laughs> but either way, that—that's just a cute little story from from Toph and a good idea on her part. And I like that Ang fills in again the, uh, the air bison that I mentioned. And how they were the ones that helped the monks learn airbending. So,
1: and. Finally, Pokes puts up the point of like, hey, Appa, you should teach me some tricks, eh? It's like, you haven't asked him at this point? What the hey?
0: Appa just growls. He's like, you're already ahead of me, Aang.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of course he'd say that.
0: And as much as the idea seems reasonable, Zuko, always a negative nilly, he's got to step in. He's like, yeah, well, the original Fireburners are dragons and they're all dead, so so they can't help me.
1: Well, uh, I guess I was wrong. (laughs) So far, it was not the sun. It was dragons, which we remember seeing some dragons in previous episodes. Obviously, we have Fang, who's dead. That's uh, okay. Well, let's uh, scratch that one off the list. The last dragon. Wasn't that a movie or something like that?
0: Sure was an 80s uh, late black exploitation uh, comedy.
1: Oh, okay. They, <laughs> they got
0: to go search for that movie. Let's go. Yeah, and the lead's character and his name was Bruce Leroy. And he was kind of a play on uh, Bruce Lee with his dragon uh, connections.
1: I could not tell that <laughs> at all. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so even though the, the, the dragons may, might be gone, Zuko starts to wonder about the first uh, human firebenders, the Sun Warriors. Interesting. Yeah, kind of a mythical people who I guess he also believes is extinct. So I guess we'll see uh, what happens there and what they might be uh, drawing some connections to uh, with those folks.
1: Yes, interesting. A civilization like the 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 first peoples, basically, to learn fire firebending. Excuse me. Very interesting. Mm. But uh, basically, uh, Ang and Zuko set out set course to go to these temples, uh, probably on some island in the Fire Nation. uh, Arpeggios or Apolite, whatever it's called.
0: Yeah. I like that it's just the two of them. This is kind of like a, it's like a field trip, a bending field trip. Master Zuko taking his student for a, oh, let's do some historical studies and secretly get my mojo back so I can give you my
1: mojo as well. Hmm, so. <laughs> just two of them. This episode, hey, eh? hey, wait a minute, what did uh, Haru the Duke and Teo have to um, offer? That conversation.
0: Oh, they the once Zuko and Aang left. That's when Katara stood up and she's like, okay. You three, get to doing the dishes. Don't forget to do our laundry, too. What the heck? And they all pouted. They're like, oh, man, we shouldn't have. This is a raw deal for us. we got to do all the chores.
1: <laughs> They're getting sidelined again. How could... What, what? What is this? They should, like, start a revolution. They should start, <laughs> they should start a movement.
0: Hey, just wait. Remember, remember that episode that they did with Oppo uh, and Momo as we saw what their experiences were? Yeah, we're going to get a something like that, too, with these Ooh. three.
1: Uh, well, hopefully not the same as Oppo's uh, uh, Lost Days. Uh, in that uh in that very world's tiniest violin uh esque episode oh we'll see we'll see but yeah here we i've always
0: been waiting for the indiana jones and avatar crossover and i'm very happy to get it here or tomb raider or tomb raider take your pick
1: yeah you know you can go either way um or uncharted now you know what? let's forget about uncharted let's go back oh, to tomb yeah, Raider. let's move that
0: a- yeah move that aside
1: yeah move that aside back to indiana jones why not so we learn that uh, some of the architecture of the Sun Warriors is, in fact, preceded by the Fire Sage Temple Islands, as we've uh, seen in, in the past.
0: Yeah, and speaking of potentially preceded, were you thinking some like Mayan culture? kind of stuff going on here a little bit you may
1: be correct however i'm gonna like avoid using those terms because i actually don't know which like you know civilization they were based off of obviously uh, i believe the auto commentary say what they were but i didn't listen to those um but obviously yeah we're talking like um uh nations and or civilizations from peru or at least the south america continent um whether it's mayan incan or aztec i'm not gonna say because <laughs> i know i'm gonna muck it up
0: yeah, and I get I I was more connecting with the just disappeared. But I guess they all in their way, yeah, their civilizations fell. So I don't I don't know, maybe.
1: Yeah. To be fair, you you've been closer to those cultures than I have, given you've gone down to Mexico, that means nothing at all. That was racist, sorry. <laughs>
0: Hey, and the trip that I'm going to next year, is gonna. there's going to be some of these ruins around there, so I'm going to be checking uh, those out.
1: Well, if you can ever uh, get a chance to maybe do, a, say, a Dance of Dragons with somebody else, that'd be kind of
0: cool. Oh, perhaps I will. Perhaps I will. Yeah.
1: Anyways, uh, so as they're going <laughs> along this corridor, um, you know, it's really cool. Like, uh, everything, like, you know, seems, you know. In, in like you know it's fallen to the fact that there's no maintenance so nature has kind of overtaken it. It's for it uh, i kind of wish there was a little more like you know beauty to that and they took their time to go around and be like whoa it's cool oh, um me too but then they ang uh, fails a spot check and um catches himself on a rope and trips falls and almost impales himself in the forehead with spikes thankfully he rolled a very very uh, game saving worth of um, uh, <laughs> reflex save yeah, and Zuko pulls
0: off a move that we've seen a couple times in this show from I believe Ang Zuko and Azula where they can just do a cool wall run and I was like hey this is some early parkour here I've seen some parkour people doing this stuff and I didn't even know that you really could do that stuff in real life
1: I see you there Prince of the Fire Nation or um, some sort of uh perceiving uh, Prince of Persia there we go purge are you, the video game <laughs> anyway so um they, they get away from that but it de- definitely does make zuko go huh yeah like mm. why would why would like this this rope seems to be like fairly new um that wouldn't have like worked at that point uh pretty sure yeah even in, in the first in, in raiders of the lost ark in the opening uh cold or cold open excuse me i'm pretty sure that there was only uh, what was it now i think yeah no there was never any like rope in there there was there was no there was a whip that indy had but there was never any like rope they tripped over no it was all just like you know stone based yeah stone and metal yeah yep there you go anyways yeah and but
0: yeah they get the inkling that okay this this place isn't all that it appears there's some yeah some hidden booby traps that we got to watch out for and as they arrive at this big door and goes right up to it. He's just like, okay, where's the handle? Where's the keyhole? Maybe I can just, you know, put some air in there and move it around. <laughs> but while he's investigating that, and Zuko's looking around for some more more secretive ways to potentially open this door. So, yeah, definitely the master
1: here. Caleb knows this because remember, Caleb's a, Caleb's a massive Tomb Raider fan, so he he knows uh, that you gotta if if there's a door, you have to look for a switch. But there's not always a latch.
0: There you go. There you go. Yeah, you always got to be looking around the map. Yep. Yeah, and that's what Zuko is doing, and he happens to notice that. Hey, is that Indy over there holding a giant, uh, yeah, thing to reflect the sunlight? What, what's going on here?
1: Wait, where, 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 where?
0: Oh, actually, it's just a tower. My, my bad. I,
1: ah, uh, okay. Uh, what did you think of the mural with the um, with the dragons, uh, the they're breathing fire, and the guy um, surrounded by flames?
0: Oh, I thought that was yeah, some
1: beautiful stuff. Nice touch. Um, anyway um but as they as they as they were making their way to the uh door um both uh ang starts questioning about the dragons uh because there were apparently dragons during his time uh but now there haven't been and uh well that's a question that i have also been asking myself is where or oh, where are, have the dragons gone mm. um Here there may be dragons? I don't know. But Zuko explains (laughs) that um, it was his great great grandfather uh, Sozin. Yeah. yeah. No, sorry. Great grandfather Sozin. Excuse me. Um, Because Zulon is his grandfather. Um, And so it was his belief that if the dragons were the ultimate firebenders so why not have the firebenders themselves go on a like quest to prove their worth and slay the beasts. Um, what did you do to your dragons? Sosan? Oh man. Uh, okay. Off with their heads. Yep, Off with their heads. Um, okay. I don't, uh, okay. That's another point against, uh, that's another demerit against Sosan there. Um, (laughs) and there was another person who had a, a similar title. If I recall, the Dragon of the West. Ah. That'd be Uncle Uncle Iroh. Oh. So he also slayed a dragon. oh. I didn't think he would be like that. Oh man. Me neither. That's Iro. suddenly I'm
0: I've turned on him. Well, as put him in the,
1: him in the gutter. As uh as Suko says, there he had a complicated past. It's like, ugh, okay. Um <laughs> fair enough.
0: Yeah, and speaking of complicated, it turns out that's the yeah, to open this door is complicated. First, Zuko has to follow this, this mirror. It's shining down on one of these stones, and he's got to use his sword to redirect the light up to this little orb on top of the key. That's, that's some complicated stuff. That's, uh, yeah, that's tricky.
1: Very similar to, by the way, um, the way Aang was able to interact for the first time with um, Roku, if you remember, uh, in this chamber, uh, with that you know, the red dial during the solstice. Oh no, I don't remember. Hmm. Yeah. Even this they said like uh the only way the door would open is uh by a solstice, whether it be the su- the winter solstice or the summer solstice. And so yeah, Aang was a little bit peeved off by that they couldn't get in there. As for Zuko's method of uh opening it, I don't know, you think that actually would work? Uh,
0: perhaps, perhaps, I don't know how real this kind of uh light activated doors. In the old, in the old world, I don't know if that's based in any sort of reality or if that's just a piece of fiction.
1: Well, hey, we've gone too far down the industrial, uh, electric, and or um, coal-based um, road. I don't know if we'll be able ever able to like understand unless we go back. Um, but anyways, uh, they make their way into the chamber.
0: Yeah, and I do like this this little brief moment where Ang looks over. He's like, "Hey, you know, you're pretty smart." Kind of gives him a nudge, and they both smile. It's like oh, there's the bonding beginning there. That's 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 cute.
1: There we go. That's at least something. Let's let's go. I uh, I appreciate that immensely. But uh, as we step inside, uh, <laughs> it seems as though uh, they are not greeted by you know some some bellhop or, or you know some some other like uh, Walmart greeting person, <laughs> uh, but instead a a face.
0: <laughs> yeah, and a series of faces as they they come across this big tableau would that be the right word i don't know what to call it, this kind of series of statues
1: kind of oh i see what you mean but like kind of like an arena <laughs> you mean like the um the, those um what is it those those those, those fate those giant faces downtown
0: oh i maybe i don't maybe i don't know what you
1: mean do you know the one with the like the like grinning face or whatnot from downtown it's near uh english bay no
0: i don't think so hmm. oh, okay
1: well it's it's across from the Planetarium, anyways um I think I know what you mean though, but yeah, these are, these are poses. Like these are, (laughs) these poses actually remind me of something out of Fatal Fury, but we'll get to that one day. Um, But yeah, this, this arena, they're, they, they, they're doing poses. It's like, you know, it's like animate me. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and, and quickly imitates one of them and then finds that he also loses his footing. Not really though. Instead, his footing goes, sinks into the floor. He's like, Hmm. Let me try something. And so uh, he convinces Zuko to dance with him for this be uh, what, whatever this may be. This is called the Dance of Dragons.
0: Yep. And yeah, this is this is cool. I love the way they play this and how it yeah builds throughout the episode. But I think that this was a, a great early display and a good teaching method. Just having it so straightforward like that, you can just easily model yourself.
1: Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. Like, like, there they are um instead of you know how like they would have we we saw like you know with the the water bending scroll they they had like the moves there they had them painted onto uh the paper Mm -hmm. this is statues and this would take a while (laughs) because they didn't have paper maybe they like drew on the walls but then these are like actual like statues like like what is it like? Eight moves or something like that. So sixteen statues, like good or wh- whatever it is. Like good grief! Like that had to take you know a lot of time to carve. Anyways, Um so they they finish the the dance, and well, <laughs> um, congratulations! You succeeded in being in sync with each other. You get a prize.
0: Yep, and what they get looks very much like a dragon egg. It's this giant golden. I guess yeah, probably made in the shape of a dragon's egg, and. Aang's like ooh like look at this like maybe we shouldn't touch it but it's pretty cool and Zuko's like nah let's touch it
1: let's see what it feels like <laughs> and he says that it feels alive uh? I wonder what that means Um, but all of a sudden Nickelodeon slime out of nowhere
0: yeah and it's just it's like a glue he says it, it sticks Zuko to the ceiling and as Aang tries to get up there to help him out he also gets stuck and they they wind up with their faces pressed against this, or pressed through, I should say. This little uh, little light vent, or light, light uh, what do you call those things? A grate. Uh, I was thinking, a skylight, a skylight, there you go.
1: <laughs> I guess so, I think of a grate, but fair enough.
0: Yeah, just, just of what the purpose would have been for it,
1: yeah. that's That's fair, yeah, it was a skylight. Or else, like, that whole chamber would have been dark. Couldn't they have gone through there instead? Anyway.
0: <laughs> that's a good point, that's a good point.
1: Um, so yeah, they basically get like, not buried alive, but they definitely, uh, thankfully, yeah, they're, like you said, their heads are still uh, attached to them for now. And <laughs> yeah, they're kind of stuck there just like what Toph did to her captors last book. Oh boy. Hopefully they don't have to go to the bathroom or else. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> um, so yeah, they just sit there and Zuko's like, um, I guess we just ponder life, the universe and everything now, eh? Yeah. He's like, "All right, fine. Let's let's do this." And then it's night time. And they keep arguing and they get hungry. And then Ang yells. Yeah, and
0: it's a good thing he did because it turns out that there's some some locals nearby, some some hidden locals. I was actually thinking again of Indiana Jones this time of the the Crystal Skull when they're like they've discovered that hidden race that's like living inside the walls. That was some weird stuff in that movie, by the way. <laughs> if you remember that.
1: I I still remember the movie. Don't worry,
0: <laughs> but these ones—they're still, you know—they're—they're they're not hiding in walls. They're still just keeping to themselves, though. And it's this—I think it's the chief who comes to them, or, or at least the the leader in some way. Maybe not the chief.
1: Yeah, the guy in charge. I'll uh, I'll say that. By the way, if I I'll, I'll at least give Moy this—the moments with Aang and Zuko where they're you know stuck there, and then Aang you know screams for help at the top of his lungs. That was perfect. Uh, that is that is what they're made for. Uh, it was very mm-hmm. cartoonish, and I appreciate that. I agree. I like that bit, too. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Zuko going like, who are you calling to? <laughs> if only he had that bison whistle, maybe he could have gotten Appa. Speaking of which, where is Appa right now? Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. He's grazing. Anyway, uh, so they uh, somehow get free by these peoples. I don't know what to call them just yet. By these... Sloth Anteaters. I'm just going to go with that.
0: Yeah, apparently they feast on this this sticky glue stuff. Nickelodeon slime. Yeah, and they've got these creepy little glowing eyes. Yeah, they're, they're kind of a creepy pair, the two of them.
1: I eh, kind of like their design, anyway. <laughs>
0: yik, yik, But either way, this, this is perfect. It worked out for them because now they get an audience with this group that they... Had given up looking for they're like, oh, they're wiped out, but maybe we can just find some of their their old papers or relics. But now they get an audience with the Sun Warriors themselves.
1: Hey, have you guys seen the Sun Warriors? And they all just look like, you know, confused and at each other, just like, we are the Sun Warriors. Wait, how are you still alive?
0: <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately for the the boomerangs or at least the two of them that are here. Yeah, these folks they're like, hey, we we know that you're trying to steal this egg, and we think you're a pair of thieves and we don't we're not going to tell you what we do with these with right away but yeah that's you're not in a good you're in the hot seat
1: basically Ooh, that's uh that's definitely not good so then uh Aang does uh i guess rolls diplomacy and his argument is i don't pull this card usually i'm the avatar doing my avatar ways
0: <laughs> i do like that i like that he was almost embarrassed to say it he's like okay i don't want to you know name drop anybody here but T- I am the most important person around, so...
1: You did that when you first saw Bumi, when you didn't see Bumi, of course, in The King of Omashu. Well, it doesn't
0: always work out for him. Maybe he's learned not to uh, yeah, pull that card.
1: Okay, okay, fair fair enough. And then Zuko also tries his hand at diplomacy and says, I am Zuko, uh, Crown Prince of the Fire Nation, or at least I was beforehand.
0: Yeah, and in judging that, oh no, this could potentially get a pretty poor reception, he very quickly goes... Oh don't worry I know my people you know they've they've distorted your ways and they've kind of uh, corrupted firebending but I'm here to you know right those wrongs and learn the true path and so so again we've seen some he, he's learning he's learning how to do some yeah diplomacy compared to the old Zuko
1: yes actually speaking with uh words and his intelligence instead of just blind emotions and anger especially <laughs> yes. since he he said especially since he mentions that that it is like before his uh his firebending was fueled by anger um and and negative emotions Now i wish to learn it from whatever you know the source is this time yeah and it seems as though the leader is is kind of convinced.
0: Yeah, and I think it helps too that he goes, "Oh, you know, I didn't know that your people still existed, and I'm, I'm, I'm humbled to be here in your presence." And he bows. And I like that Aang in the student role kind of looks looks to him and follows his lead. I think they do a good job subtly showing the dynamic between the two of them in this one.
1: That's good, both master and student. Yes, yeah. the, there's 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 some symmetry going on here.
0: Yeah, and Zuko recognizing that he's in the the presence of. People who know different ways. He goes, teach us, please. So
1: I have a cup that is empty and I would love for, to know how to make it full.
0: Yeah. And our old pal, the chief, he goes, okay, well, if, if, if I guess if you guys are interested in learning the ways of the sun, it's not us who is gonna, who's going to, who's going to teach him. You got to learn from the, the other masters.
1: Well, it's not just that. It's the fact that the masters themselves, Ron and Shao uh will be the ones to read and or um interrogate them for to see if they are indeed thieves or if what they say is true yeah yeah deem them worthy of the training
0: this is the yeah this is our old uh what was his name master uh the one that was training Sokka. oh Piando. Piando. yes yeah Piando. part two and three are these guys <laughs>
1: Yes, but like this show usually likes to do, there's always there's always two. There always seems to be two at every side. Ah interesting interesting I wonder I wonder anyway no just a thought. Um, so yeah they the break time and us the next morning they're at uh, what seems to be you know a shrine or at least uh, some hollowed ground. not that this whole place isn't hollowed but still Yep, and he takes
0: them to this giant uh, giant fireplace. And he's like, "Hey, you know the this fire here? Oh boy, this is this was lit many centuries ago by by a dragon, and so this yeah, this is a big deal. By the way, what's the shape of this fireplace?
1: Uh like a pear shape, I guess.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was trying to. I guess it's shaped like a flame. Actually, now that I'm
1: thinking about. I it. think it's supposed to be. I yeah yeah. Um... It's the lotus flower, um, and so yeah, it's the eternal flame, as, as he says. Yeah, it was the first fire, fire ever.
0: Cough, cough. I don't believe it. That's some mythology. <laughs> first fire ever? Come on.
1: <laughs> Complete utter trash. This is like—I <laughs> think he's making it all up. He's—he's he's completely lying. Like uh, I don't—I don't—I don't believe you at all. <laughs> um, that is just—that's uh, my his conspiracy theory, and my conspiracy theory is better than his.
0: <laughs> hey, we've already seen that some of these supposed masters. Don't know what they're talking about with the old Guru Pontik and some of his stuff. That's like, "Mm, no, 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 I don't think that's
1: right. I want to follow up more than what we got it back in um, uh, whatever that one was beforehand. (laughs) Oh, last time we saw him nightmares and daydreams. Sorry, there we go. That was the one I would uh, I prefer a better follow up to that one. Anyway, Um, so he presents the the leader. He presents uh, both to Aang and Zuko um, some fire. Mm. to act as a present or acting as an offering to the dragons themselves with a warning that you cannot um be too diminutive and keep your sparks a week or else it will extinguish itself but you cannot either or but you also cannot uh burn it too hot or else it'll extinguish itself out from its own power. Oh.
0: Yeah and Zuko is the master, he's he's very willing to you know take this and recognizes the honor. But Aang, after his, his failures earlier in the episode, he's he's shaking in his boots a little bit. You know, he's got that yeah, that lack of confidence.
1: And thus, as the leader gives Aang the fire, Aang feels a very, very soft heartbeat, as if the fire itself were alive, the leader telling him. And indeed, fire is life, not destruction. With a smile upon Aang's face. Yeah. Before we can, you know, think about this any longer, he instructs them to uh, uh, climb the cliff side to where both Ron and Shao are. And
0: by the way, when he was talking about how the, I feel like there was a heartbeat in the fire, I was just waiting for them to cut to a close-up of it and a little smile appear. <laughs> and he starts talking and it's the guy from uh,
1: Howl's the Castle. Yeah, I was thinking that... Um what the hey was his name um not cinder um uh i don't know if i'll remember callus maybe i don't know anyway that's been too long (laughs) yeah and i don't know if that's what he's called in the book just uh what he is in like the the movie
0: (laughs) but as uh the two of them they go off on their own to climb the mountain i guess the other people take the easy route and they send these guys up the craggly side and Zuko, he's he's going pretty easy, with the confidence. But Aang, he's he's going slow, and he's worried that he can already tell that his fire is starting to to run dry a little bit. And Zuko's like, ah, just just give it some more juice. Don't worry about it. Just just keep walking. I want to get up there and see what's going on. So so his his master student ways are starting to. He's getting a little tired. He's lazing up. Yeah, what do you what do you think? What do you think we're doing? The grouse grind. Come on, this is easy. <laughs> there you go. Hey, it looks like it's going to get steep in a little bit, but yeah, Aang is, yeah, he's getting lazy.
1: Just use switchbacks, then you're fine. I say that now. Um, what I, what I, what this reminded me of, uh, this recent watch, uh, reminded me randomly at the ending of, of Fantasia after um, night of the, oh, what day was it? Whatever uh, with, with Chernabog. Um, night on Baldur Mountain, I believe. That's what it was. And then after, you know, Chernobog is, um, ex is is scared and is driven away by the the holy lights. We hear Ave Maria. We have all those you know individuals, you know, disciples, whatever, want, pilgrims, whatever, that have those you know candles in their hands. It's just reminded me of that. I don't know why. yeah it's interesting. And they make it to the. I guess not the the basin, excuse me, of uh, the peak. Mm. And
0: yeah, for I've complained a little bit about Boy Animation's work so far in this episode, but no complaints here, especially at sixteen twelve, as we see the sun shining directly in the middle of the two peaks. Oh boy, that's that's a beautiful image, and this whole cre- the whole idea of this location, I think is just great
1: being itself, you know, centered on the sun. I wonder if this is one of those locations where um <laughs> it would be interesting if there was also a civilization where it was so far north, uh it gets sun 20 12 hours a day but does not get sun uh 12 hours a day at night in the winter time or 12 hours of night, excuse me. That would be interesting.
0: Yeah, and I'll say I was wondering uh because we haven't seen too much spirit stuff going on this season so far. I was like I wonder if this is like a place in one of those ley lines where the spirit world is uh, a little more connected.
1: I would love to have known that, but uh, not this episode, sadly. Uh, quite a, sadly. I, I apologize, but yeah, quite uh yeah. Spoilers, no. Uh, no spirits here, which is kind of sad, or at least none that we know about. Um, and the Sun Warriors, they are there. And as Caleb said, they took the easy route. It's like, <laughs> no, we just took the elevator. It's like, don't! Um yeah blasted technology and anything like that and yeah right as i guess uh it's evening yeah it's it's about to be twilight moment of judgment between these two and spills the beans directly to both of them that they both have a hand in the downfall of the dragons for zuko's ancestry as we he mentioned beforehand uh being the ones that directly killed the beasts Mm-hmm. And Aang being the one that prevented or that could have been the one to prevent the beast from dying, but was, you know, kinda iced away. Yeah, and in this this
0: chief, he's he's trying to be, you know, have like kind of a neutral position to him and try to, you know, not take a too antagonistic a stance against these two. But his secondary there, whoever this guy is, who's always by his side. Yeah, he's He's putting it right out there like, nah, I don't have any respect for these two. And I hope that, you know, you guys fail. He doesn't say that right to their face, but that's that's what he's saying to the audience.
1: Yeah, no, there's there's always a contrarian in these myths. Maybe that is a good thing to at least show that, you know, there there is the the other side of like they that. We do want to see somebody or there has to be somebody that is a naysayer uh, to these two that they may fail. Um, and thus the ceremony begins as the leader takes uh, both uh bits of fire from each of their hands and presents it to some of his uh subordinates and they start chanting hmm. a familiar chant oh. that which we have been hearing for several times in fact since the very beginning of the show. I think it was sort of also in the pilot on our pilot but I'd have to go back and re listen to that.
0: Yeah, and I like that they're making these little uh, little fire, like uh, loops, little fire uh... circles. Yeah, I was, tr- I was trying to think of a joke for it, hula hoops, but it's not quite. I couldn't find one. <laughs> well, but... hey, they're not putting the fire around their necks, if that's the case. But again, just in terms of, uh, yeah, g- good choices in terms of designs. I think a lot of this stuff is uh, stands out a lot, and it stood out massively in my memory and this huge staircase that they go up as well yeah I, I think about these these images a lot when i think of book three
1: even towards the end of the series they're still bringing out designs that are just like oh these are so memorable yeah absolutely like again as johnny said a very built uh and fleshed out world it's mm-hmm. like the the amount of like work they did like they, they could have easily slacked off and they didn't and that's what, like, that's why this show is still talked about to this day, not just because you and I are talking about it, but just like, because it was made with such good intent and there was a lot mm-hmm. of hard work put into this. Uh, and it shows, and that's why it's memorable because uh, of all that work and dedication that was put into it. Anyways, before they ascend the stairwell though, Aang has some feelings of uncertainty, wondering, again, having some doubt in his mind whether or not the Masters will judge them correctly for we still have not seen this master these these masters land and shall and so he's yeah. wondering zuko what should we do yeah and,
0: and all the while he's getting as he becomes more and more kind of worried and timid we see that his flame keeps shrinking and shrinking so yeah it's, uh, it's setting up some, some potentially bad vibes for him when he gets to the top his Flame shrank three sizes that day. There you go. There
1: you and go. so uh, Zuko replies to him that if, if anything, I'm the you know prince. I'm the, the uh, prince of the Fire Nation, and you're the Avatar. We could take him as he draws his swords <laughs> from a <his> scarab, and Aang <laughs> sort of uh, sort of is like, all right. And then he looks up at the stairwell and this ain't no stairway to heaven. But they ascend. Yeah,
0: that's a gross grind right there. I mean imagine him falling down that thing. Take one step and you fall you the fire goes into your face and you roll all the way back down.
1: Ow ooh, ow 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 <laughs> ow 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 down ow ding, ding loud, dude, like a bunch of pots and pans falling down the stairs. Ow ow e ow ow. Yeah.
0: Worse than Cassian Andor falling down that uh that data storage place, banging into the uh anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's also like <laughs> this wouldn't be as comedic as it was in john wick chapter four where he falls down all those steps oh my goodness there was i swear there's a few times where he could have stopped but i could see keanu or the stuntman actually like push themselves off yes. just to keep going down the steps
0: yeah he's like yeah let's get them all in there why not <laughs> more of a cartoon than this show <laughs> um <laughs>
1: especially this point
0: uh so they get up there and you know they decide, okay, let's do our little bow routine, let's both face. Because as they get to the top of the stairs, there's two entrances to the other peaks of the mountains. These two, uh, I was going to say doorways, but uh, caves. And so they face both with their their flame forward in a bowing position. But yeah, once the horns start blowing, Aang's little flame uh, flame bit, it starts to run run out flame out flame out
1: not flame on flame out
0: yeah and we see the the mountain start shaking oh it seems, sounds like someone's coming and ang's like oh crap i'm out of my my flame's gone like what am i gonna do here and he's like hey zuko pass me just uh you know cut off a little piece of
1: that flame and put it in my hands and we'll all be good here hey hey zuko you got a light it's like yeah i do <laughs> can i borrow some no what happened to yours it went out and then like we we see down um we we get a shot of like the the leader and his two subordinates and they're just like you cannot be serious
0: you're like what are these little punks doing up there this is one of the
1: most honorable things you could do i mean they don't like they don't seem perturbed by it but they're just like really they're they're arguing at this point oh well i guess it's their funeral yeah and one of the guys
0: even says that he's like ha 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 now i know that they'll be just dragging food
1: well, it's dragon food. As uh, the scene is not dragging on, as you as you would say, but uh, unfortunately, in that little scuffle uh, of of Aang trying to get some of uh, Zuko's lights, it also goes. And it's like, uh, oh, Yep. And from the mountain itself, like a brand new new, like a newborn pair's pair of eyes, and out comes two dragons, Ron and shall yeah red and blue a red dragon and a blue dragon and zuko himself realizes that he is stuck between these two beasts and realizes he is in a reliving his dream he had oh there you go uh, and uh unfortunately ang also is like so uh about uh attacking these 2 or <laughs> taking them on a fight and Zuko, he's he's even ha- either having a bout
0: of uh, amnesia or he's just lying. But he's like, hey, I didn't say any of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I pay no attention to the man who said that like 20 seconds ago or something <laughs> like that. Um, and as Aang notices something about them, perhaps hmm. maybe with like, you know, sky bison patterns, who knows? I know that's <laughs> maybe I'm talking out of my butt, but maybe he's seeing something familiar about the dragons. I don't know what it is. He's like, Zuko, I think they want us to dance. Do the Dance of Dragons. And he's like, why would we do that? Well, could try that. Or they could, like, you know, extinguish us. (laughs) like, Let's try that. And thus they perform the Dance of Dragons.
0: Yeah, and this, oh boy, yeah, this is the stuff that yeah just never left my mind since the first time I watched it. Anytime I think of book three, I see this beautiful image of the dragons all going around in their loop, and then As they're passing, we see the Avatar and Zuko just following in their shape.
1: Oh, man. And as the Fire Prince and the Avatar performed synchronized moves of the Dance of Dragons, so too did the dragons themselves mimic the patterns. Which one mimics who first? Who knows? The dragons. And it all ends with both of them punching fists together as the dragons have decided their judgment.
0: Yeah, and face them with their giant creepy faces, huge faces right there. It's like, ew, it's like uh like let's let's just keep dancing. I don't want to have to stare in those eyes. Let's just keep uh keep moving.
1: And it's beautiful. Uh just the, <laughs> the look of the look of their faces, uh of of, of both Ran and Shao. I don't know which is who uh, which is which and uh the look of of Zuko and Aang, the, the terrifying nature in there. Like I would be pants to be darkened as Linkar car would say it's <laughs> yeah i would i would be like completely you know in a fetal position potentially with these creatures <laughs> right next to me um no different than like if you you know saw a, a dinosaur that potentially had the you know was the size enough to eat you so it's like uh, that makes sense
0: yeah and and even worse as they open up their mouths and start letting the flames loose, I'd be like, oh, crap, here's the end. It's come. Quick, grab Zuko and push him into the
1: flame and protect myself. <laughs> <laughs> Take him instead of me! <laughs> but the judgment that they give each of them to this day is not one of extinguishment, but instead of inspiration, for they show them a vision of itself. For they both combine their breaths, and a behold both witness a multitude of many colors in the whites of their eyes and before them. they see beauty Hmm. at its best.
0: Yeah. And then with their message delivered, the dragons disappear back into their, their mountain uh, mountainous caves. And we see this, this, this grumpy Gus down there. He's like, ah, crap. I was hoping I'd see them get eaten, but no, our, our heroes prevailed.
1: (laughs) the judge <laughs> um you may pass <laughs> um and we see that the ceremony ends as well some of the uh the chanters and or the other ritualists uh, extinguish the eternal flame and the leader um talks uh, yeah consults with both uh defendants and or uh, guilty party members uh, <laughs> afterwards or excuse me uh, acquitted of all uh, and uh not guilty of all charges there you go and
0: and Zuko's going on about how he's, they, he understood the message. They showed him colors that he's never seen before and showed him ultimately the meaning of how, what it is to be a firebender.
1: And not just that, but uh, he also wondered about the fact that he's still, uh, like, odd. the fact that, you know, dragons, what are they still doing here? For my uncle was the one that killed them, correct? Hmm. Turns out Uncle Iroh is not the... Last dragon killer. He's the dragon of the West for he befriended the dragons and met with the sun warriors Mm. and thus kept their secret and the civilization and the fact that the dragons were alive. A secret. Of course it turned out to be true. Why would Uncle Iroh lie? (laughs) It's a good lie.
0: And I like that. uh, Even though 13 episodes in, we really have not seen much of Iroh, especially compared to the previous two seasons. So I, I like any sort of little tendril that we drop in about this guy. And I like that they continue to flesh out and make me like this character even more. You know, in all these years, he's been living a, a double life in that way. We're just getting some yeah, you know, more and more, more fleshing that out.
1: But there is always uh, all people have secrets, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Some people choose to keep it a secret. and Those who live a peaceful life may, may look like they have something to hide. But in Iroh's case, it was quite benevolence that he was hiding for the fact of all of these accomplishments and achievements he did in his life after his complicated history as the Fire Prince and or heir to the throne. He did all these other achievements that interacted with many other cultures. It would seem there's more to him than meets the eye. And,
0: and the same with firebending, as Aang realizes that all this time he thought firebending was just about destruction, and he rem- reminisces about you know the damage that he's seen and done with firebending over the years. But through this uh, meeting with the two firebending masters, the dragons, he realizes that it's more about uh, just the energy and,
1: uh, and life that's out there. And so we have the end of the episode itself, mm. where we finally finally get the conclusion to what we've been wanting the entire series has shown us what fire is used as a weapon the negative side the negative aspect of fire similar to what we just discovered recently with water the we've seen both the good side and the bad side of of water and that it's healing properties and the fact that you can, can take control of somebody else's blood or at least water within the bloodstream all we've seen fire for uh is being used to fuel machines of war and Mm -hmm. you know destroy you know forests and wreck people's lives burn others burn zuko himself but here the sun warriors offer an alternative solution in fact the original solution that it all started from that is a passion Mm -hmm. that, like the sun itself as ang says and you've said as well uh, it is a it is a is a source of heat uh it is like fuel, and in a way there is these uh, focus uh is is what Zuko has been wanting to have, and he finally has discovered that that it comes from these positive emotions instead, and I could not be more like you know in tears knowing that something so destructive initially had come from something so beautiful an art for Mm. what is art, but pure passion made material in, in any way itself, such such as this show. And it pains me to say this, but this also gives me kind of makes me disappointed in a, not similar series, but a a book series with magic and a school for wizards and that there was four houses to them. And there was always one house that seemed evil from the very start fueled by ambition. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I, (laughs) you know what I'm, if you know what I'm talking about, I, (laughs) I've always wanted to see people in that house who have, you know, good ambition, a healthy, you know, source of ambition, like, you know, slughorn for instance. Um, But we, we don't get that often in those series. So that's, that's my biggest disappointment with that. So, yeah. And to demonstrate um demonstrate, you know, this this new understanding, both Zuko and Aang perform firebending.
0: Yeah, which which I quite like. Yeah, I like to see Aang's uh the slow motion kind of uh, marvel at seeing the fire. Yeah, as he does that. I think that's a beautiful little moment there as well. And but it turns out this episode it's it's not necessarily gonna have a happy ending as it turns out. Yeah, even though now that they both managed to regain the ability to firebend Aang, I guess, gaining it for the first time. Yeah, this Sun Warrior Chief, he's like, okay, that's great that you guys figured this out. But, you know, now that you know about our existence and the existence of these dragons as well. Well, we have no choice but to, you know, lock you up and and imprison you forever. Down in the the heart of this cave without uh, any food or drinks and with a certain bender to keep you in place, you know.
1: So. Not the Nickelodeon <laughs> slime again. Eep.
0: So and they're both like, oh, like, are we going to have to fight this guy? And like, oh, crap. But then it turns out that no, it's just a joke.
1: So. Psych. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Even he has a sense of humor. Uh, just don't tell anybody about it, please. It's like, yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir.
0: What I do like is Aang and Zuko. It's not like they enjoy the laughter with him. They're like, oh, how funny. They both just look at each other like, what the what?
1: <laughs> oh, okay i think uh we dodged a bolt there thankfully
0: <laughs> like is this dude inappropriate like he just scared the wits out of us <laughs>
1: uh, well i guess that's his sense of humor who knows maybe we we're the first outsiders in a while to have uh interacted <laughs> with him so he needed to like get some of the uh jokes he had written for off his chest
0: there you go yeah
1: it's like i've been saving these for years man come on give me <laughs> a chance
0: yeah and speaking of jokes as we see back in the uh, the western air temple Zuko and Aang are performing the the moves they've learned, you know, the ones that they did, which were very impressive and beautiful with the... The Dance of Dragons. There you go, with the Dance of Dragons. And as I'm sitting here being like, oh, wow, look at this. This is some gorgeous stuff. It's, it's met by pretty tepid applause from the the group, which got a laugh out of me.
1: Well, yeah. Um, it's <laughs> Did it remind you of the Calamari um, opera in episode three? I can see that. I can see yeah. that. No, I, I'm, I'm clapping here. Like they put on a performance that I'm like, so you know, like, yep, I gotta clap. I'm sorry, like that was awesome. <laughs> Except there's always that one guy, that one guy. Yeah, the heckler in the crowd. Yep, boo, boo, <laughs> boo. Yeah. Except she was right though. Not, 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 not this character.
0: <laughs> and even uh, Toph seems to be like grinning to herself. I don't know if she's enjoying the spectacle of the dance, which I guess she could hear, or if she's enjoying Sokka's kind of uh, mocking the two of them as uh, just doing a tap
1: dance. (laughs) It's hard to tell. I I love 2325, or sorry, uh, 2335, where Zuko's face when Katara's just like, oh yeah, what's your dance called? And he just has this like um, face like, oh, (laughs) the dance of dragons. (laughs) Yeah, oh, poor...
0: Poor Zuko, he's always getting the short end of the stick in this one. With the uh,
1: hey man, don't worry, I'm with you and Aang on this one. Don't like they're just bullies. Like they're they're just belittling you. Like that's kind of, in fact, they're kind of being a bit like racist in a way. Yeah, that's fair.
0: They are kind of just yeah mocking his culture. Like and he kind of frowns. He puts on the frowny face, but he doesn't say anything back. He's like, okay, I just gotta suck it up.
1: For once, no world's t- teeniest violin. It's like, hey, there we go. That's something at least.
0: Yeah, now that he got away from May, he's uh, learning how to control his emotions better.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, and I guess with the Dance of Dragons, it also helps him uh, control his emotions and put them in the right direction.
0: Yeah, I, I genuinely don't remember. I'm curious what's going to happen when he reunites with May. Maybe uh, he'll be like, I'm sorry about that time Ooh, when I was... that's a good
1: question.
0: Terrible at the beach, and you know, oof. maybe he'll finally apologize for all that. We will
1: <laughs> only have to keep watching to find out.
0: But now that we've stopped watching this episode, uh, what are your thoughts on the Firebending Masters? A classic in its own right, and if you give it a poor uh, review in the end here, I'll be, yeah, canceling this podcast.
1: The... <laughs> well, I guess to get uh, get the cards off my chest, I got a five of a kind. Oh? Uh-huh. For you see, um, this is my favorite episode of the entire series. Well,
0: well... That's uh those that's some big words, big words. I'm liking this. Keep going. Well,
1: but there's a trade off, obviously, that there is one thing that does prevent it from being like the best, I'd say. Mm. That is, of course, yeah, the animation.
0: Yeah. And I remember that this is potentially the beginning of a string of Moy animation episodes, I guess, that were just a little bit head
1: scratching. But I guess that's a little bit of spoilers. <laughs> Potentially. Uh we will we'll get to that. Now it's not that is not to say that every single you know artist did not do their darndest and like their best, uh mm. for they all did. But uh, so this this is my like favorite episode because for throughout the entire series we've had Zuko chasing Aang. And this is mm. finally the episode where Zuko teaches Aang firebending. And it all culminates with like t- showing a uh, doing a story of Suko losing uh, his, his passion and or his source of fuel. and he has to basically rebuild himself as he's been basically rebuilding himself, you know since the start of book three in a way, mm-hmm. maybe or even in, in, in the end of book two. Um, so he's building himself up, and this was like the final seal where he goes back to the roots. He reconstructs himself going back to the source of his power in itself and doing so he also helps ang move away from his fears move away from uh what happened in the um the deserter and the fact that you know he was too quick uh he's too old excuse me and uh too brash it would seem that ang himself had a whole season a whole series in fact of learning firebending subtly of starting to mature because he had to understand water before he could uh throw fireballs he had to understand earth before he could even like conjure up a flame and finally at the moment he needed it the most with a person he would have never discovered and or realized that he was going to you know ally with he discovers that with passion comes flames hmm. and i every time i watch you know, the, them ascending the stairwell. In fact, not even that. Like when they first get the eternal flame, I'm I'm in tears. I'm like I'm not talking. I'm talking waterfalls. Like it's <laughs> it's so beautiful that something that has been perceived as being so negative um, for the whole series is finally seen as something originally like mis- it's misguided and it's, it was um, it started off as something again as pure passion. And, and it was taken and just, you know, used as a tool of hate. And so to see it now kind of be reconstructed as something, you know, that can be you know dangerous, but in the hands of, you know, the right people uh, is something beautiful. I, I just can't help but be, you know, moved to tears.
0: Yeah. And for, for my final thoughts, I mean, what can I say that you didn't already say there? Yeah, no. this, in the overall span of the series, this is easily in my top five maybe top three this this is incredibly standout um, among so many great episodes this one is just yeah really really emotionally impactful throughout um there's definitely some sp- some spotty animation mainly in the character designs but that whole moment with the dancing with the dragons uh, that's some gorgeous stuff I that that that'll always stay with me anytime i think of avatar that's one of the first images i think of and it's a great one so yeah very happy to be here sad to have already talked about it i was always looking forward to this one i was like oh it's coming up soon i can't wait to get to it now we're past it. it's like
1: oh man i just want to watch it again <laughs> and maybe i will well this is only the start of the peak let's put it that way this is like mm. if you thought this was the top oh i think we have some more stuff ahead of us
0: yes that's that's true that's true that this was just the one i was elevating and looking forward to so much to getting to so you now I got to set my
1: expectations for some other good stuff because Ang finally learned firebending, mm. but can he master it though? Oh, I don't know about that just yet. We'll uh, we'll have to see uh, next time, or at least in the next few episodes, uh, what he does with his uh, with his new training regiment and the fact that he has this power within him now.
0: Yeah, find out next time on Dragon Ball Avatar. Oh. Well, I
1: mean, I guess Dragon Avatar
0: potentially. <laughs> oh, but thank you, Isaac, for for spearheading this,
1: starting this podcast to begin with. And <laughs> wow, yeah, joining me. We're, we we haven't even finished, but Like, I know we finished the episode, but like, geez, what do you like? We can't, we're not even at the end of Book Three yet. Like, okay, like save that for later, eh? <laughs> for for spearheading this
0: podcast, we can you know eventually get to this point and get to all the other great stuff to come. And yeah, I'm just I'm having a ball going through Book Three here. And Happy to keep going.
1: Well, thank you, sir. Uh, thanks for <laughs> putting up with me. And no matter you know how much I ramble on, at least hopefully this time it was a little bit more controlled. But pardon me if I sound passionate and all. Um, and I leave all you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, those Between Unaffiliates listening uh, to this episode. Hope it was enjoyable. Hopefully it was intellectually stimulating. I have no idea. Um, I'll I, I admit I haven't exactly provided you anything with any background information on this other than like my raw feelings on that that's only one aspect of this show um, I leave you all with this for it seems that there is at least hope for the dragons for potentially the thing that Zuko had and held in his hands was an egg potentially both Ron mm-hmm. and Shao's egg till next time peace Bye. Mm-hmm.
0: lightning thing in the world is spoilers this section of the podcast contains spoilers for all seasons of avatar the last airbender and the legend of korra here we go again enter at your peril we will
1: never come back again it's got a death curse we have such sights to show you the first peoples basically to learn fire firebending excuse me very interesting mm. i do really hope that this doesn't um that none of this is overlooked by the fact in in the next series when we find out that the lion turtles gave bending to everybody and that it may not have been the sun people or the Sun warriors who got the first fire anyway
0: hey we'll see if it fits we'll see if it fits i'm looking forward to that maybe we'll have to re-watch this one <laughs> yeah, probably. We will. We will see.